This is a special Uncommon Sense podcast for 3RRR-FM with Amy Mullins. The interview you're about to hear is with Sean Reynolds. Sean is a cultural archaeologist and the founder of Melbourne Ghost Signs. Melbourne Ghost Signs is an account on Instagram. Sean speaks about his passion for ghost signs in Melbourne and Victoria more broadly. He tells us what they reveal about our local histories. He also talks about a community fundraising campaign for the Chilton Athenaeum Museum building, which is looking to get a climate control system. This will enable Chilton, a Victorian gold rush town, to protect the precious items in their archives which include photographs and documentary records which capture the history of Chilton, its district and people from the mid-1800s to now. This fundraising campaign includes a raffle. All the details about it are in the podcast description or head to Sean's Instagram account, Melbourne underscore ghost signs. And I'm now joined by none other than Sean Reynolds, who I'm going to be speaking with about Melbourne Ghost Signs and the fundraising campaign for Chilton's Athenaeum Museum and their building in order to hopefully get a climate-controlled system in order to protect their heritage collection of documents and photographs and other archival items, which are important for local history as well as national history. Now, I'm pleased to welcome onto the show Sean Reynolds, and I should say I followed him on Instagram through his Melbourne Ghost Signs account for quite a while now and very much a big admirer of his work. So it's with great pleasure that I do welcome him onto the show here. Hi there, Sean, and thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. No, I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. It's really cool what you're doing and what you have been doing. And, you know, I've listened to a couple of your interviews to kind of get a sense of where this all came from. So I have a little idea, but I wonder if you can tell us and everyone who's listening at the moment where this came from, your account Melbourne Ghost Signs, which people can find on Instagram. You know, what has sparked this fascination with ghost signs, but not only a fascination, a documenting of them, and then a a much deeper analysis and delving into the history of the the company, the building, the people in the building, you know, a fascinating kind of local history or micro history. Yeah. So, um, you know, during uh, during the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns uh, back in 2020, 2021, you know, when we were only able to go out uh, for you know, an hour or two, you know, in our, our local micro community kind of, um, yeah, I would, I would just, you know, I'd, I'd take my, my toddler, my, my daughter, and we would go and just kind of, you know, just walk around. And, you know, as we had, you know, these days of just kind of wandering around the same streets, I was living in the inner West and, um, you know, I, I was, I always noticed these signs and, and being, you know, I'm obviously from the uh, accent, you can tell, I'm American. Um, I was just, you know, I started to say, you know, what, you know, what was the sign, you know, what was this building, you know, cause I had no, uh, mm. no context, no historical context for any of this stuff. Um, so yeah, I started, I started taking photographs and kind of, I started the Instagram account, you know, just for myself really to kind of document what I had found. And at first it was just kind of like posting the signs and, you know, I'd look up, I'd kind of Google some of them and some of the stuff I could find and some I couldn't. And it really became, um, yeah, as you said, it became kind of this documenting, uh, documenting of not only the, um, 
the signs and the buildings, but then I started to dive into, you know, the history of not just the signs and the branding, but the the buildings and the people behind it and the stories. Um, and as I started doing this, you know, I, I really got a, a sense of, uh, you know, Melbourne and Victoria's history. Uh, and, you know, kind of the more I did it, the more I became fascinated with it. And, um, yeah, um, I've actually been uh, – I just finished up writing a book um, that will be published um, next year. And as I was kind of going through some of my old posts and, and kind of, um, you know, getting them ready for print, I started looking at these and I was like, you know, there's more to these. So, you know, I've expanded on all the stories and I've, I've literally just spent the last uh, three months kind of revisiting um, quite a huge chunk of what I've already posted and some new stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm just immersed in it at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where it all started. Wow. That's wonderful. And I love that you, you've not only started from that very much hyper-local spot of where you live, but then you've also broadened it out to broader metropolitan Melbourne, but also regional Victoria. You know, if you look at some of your old posts, which I was doing, you've got Kurting with the Mechanics Institute, which I loved looking at. You've got Moriac down near Geelong. Ballarat has some amazing ghost signs. Chilton, of course, which we'll get to. Such a, a range of wonderful posts. And so it must mean, obviously, that you're getting out and about past Melbourne into regional Victoria. How have you found that exploration of, of getting out beyond now that radius of where you were initially and what kind of things have you noticed, especially out in regional Victoria? Yeah, well, um, it's it's actually been amazing to be able to go out and explore these these smaller towns um, outside of the, the the massive Melbourne area, and really, you know, Melbourne as it is uh, wouldn't exist without these small towns because when the when the gold rush hit in the 1850s, you know, in places like Bendigo and Ballarat and Chilton and all these places, um, you know, all that money started to pour in you know, to the capital city of Victoria. Mm. So, you know, that's what kind of built up, you know, before that Melbourne was pretty much just a small kind of pioneer town that had, you know, um, just a, you know, maybe a couple ten thousands of, of people and everything. And then it exploded to having, you know, half a million people as people from all over the world kind of, kind of came past through Melbourne and then went off into the country, um, to, you know, find, find gold and everything. So, you know, we, uh, when I go to these small towns, uh, yeah, a lot of them are, are smaller and quieter and maybe sleepier, but there's so much history there. You know, the town itself has history. A lot of ghost signs, you know, have remained in these places, which is, which is, you know, amazing. Um, yeah. something that's been around for, you know, a century or more, uh, is still there and looking really good. And then, yeah, I mean, all the every town has its own kind of vibe, its own kind of feel, you know, despite maybe having been founded, you know, as a gold gold rush town. And uh, yeah, um, the history of these towns is the history of Melbourne, is the history of Victoria. So it's really all connected. I, the more connections I make, the more fascinating I find it. Yeah, it's a wonderful period of history that you can just get sucked into in a vortex. It's so, so fascinating. Um, I've definitely done that myself. And um, there's some amazing old pubs and places like um, what springs to mind for me is Bialaba is a really, really sleepy, almost you could say ghost town as well as having ghost signs, but it's still obviously got a, a thriving small town of people. And that's what's really great about these gold rush towns is although they seem quiet, 
on the surface, there's still a very passionate bunch of locals there keeping that history alive and having the the themed weekends gold rush weekends and dressing up in costumes and running the local history museums like it's a a great thing that they're carrying on that tradition and engaging people's imaginations like you are through Instagram and I wonder if you could tell us the kinds of responses you've been getting from I'm sure a very diverse audience that you have following you on Instagram are they getting as excited about history and and what you're uncovering these kind of fascinating and sometimes quite scary or underbelly stories almost like there's a few murder mysteries in some of your posts as well yeah uh yeah i think um you know because when i research so um just kind of some background when i Mm. do you know basically the way i go is i'll i'll go out kind of explore an area um i might have something um like a sign that i have specifically in mind or i might just go to a place whether it's around Melbourne or in the country and, and just kind of wander around and explore. So I go around and I take, you know, like for instance, yesterday I was taking some photos uh, in Fitzroy. I ended up taking somewhere around 150 photos yesterday afternoon. Um, but as I walk around, you know, I take photos of these signs and then I come back home and I sit down and I go through a pretty thorough, you know, documentation of like kind of laying out a timeline of what these things were. And then, um, you know, as I do that, yeah, a, a lot of times, um, you know, if it made the papers, it was usually because of a tragic event. So a lot of these mm. are very tra- <laughs> tragic. Um, but um, yeah, you know, so, you know, that's kind of the interesting part, though, too, is that, you know, um, the signs that exist, they're there from, you know, people who are able to, you know, afford to have a, a building, you know, constructed and then afford to have a sign made and then, you know, the sign stuck around. And oftentimes, um, the stories will kind of lead to people uh, who are, you know, associated with the building in some other way. Like, I, I know I found some people um, who are kind of living on the fringe of society, and I was able to kind of um, delve into some of their their history as well. So, um, you know, and then, yeah, every time I post something, um, I get a great response from the community. Um, so I have like 26,000 followers. And you know, without fail, I post something and someone either, you know, it's in their neighborhood or they remember it growing up. Um, every Monday I post a, a, a milk bar. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're a still operational milk bar. Sometimes they're derelict. Sometimes they've been turned into something else. But, um, you know, everyone's got a milk bar story. And growing up without milk bars, I'm actually fascinated and, and mildly obsessed with them um, <laughs> as a kind of little cultural touchstone for many people, which is great. The other thing that happens is I probably get somewhere between five and 20 messages a day from people um, kind of sending me photos or asking me if I've seen things, which I appreciate so much. A lot of the things that I've I've posted, a lot of the signs and everything are um, from people who have, you know, they've turned a corner around their, their neighborhood and said, oh, wow, look, there's this sign I've never noticed. And then, you know, not only are they noticing the sign, which is amazing, they're Mm -hmm. thinking of my account and wanting it, you know, to be kind of, you know, preserved because, you know, the, the thing about these signs is, you know, they're no, even if they've been around for 130 years or more, um, you know, they have a shelf life, either yeah. going to fade away from weather and time or they'll be painted over or they'll get graffitied or uh, the building will be demolished. So, you know, they, they have a shelf life and I've kind of become mildly obsessed with wanting to, you know, try to capture uh, and document as many of these throughout Melbourne and Victoria as I can, because I just think it's, it's, um, you know, it's easy to overlook them. They've kind of become these background things, but, 
you know, a lot of them are these kind of historical touch points that lead to this, these these really interesting stories about the, you know, the people that uh, built the um, the area that we know right now. Yeah, that's so true. I I can relate to that story in the sense that we were driving through the CBD and, you know, you're seeing all these buildings getting knocked down and then a wall gets exposed, you know, like where perhaps two mm-hmm. walls were up against each other and there was a, a you know, a ghost sign on the wall that suddenly becomes exposed because it, a building gets demolished and you go, oh, well, that's probably going to now be covered up by the building that gets put in its place. Yeah. And so it is this mm-hmm. kind of fleeting moment of wanting to capture it, but also to understand, oh, what was there? Like, I never realised that that was such an old building because they were all just crammed in together, you know, as the CBD has right. been done. I was just going to then jump into the Chilton aspect of this because I want to make sure we have enough time mm-hmm. to cover it properly. Chilton, I haven't been there. It's it's a bit higher up in terms of spots in Victoria and you have documented Chilton quite in depth in your account to give us a sense of their ghost signs. What has interested you the most in Chilton, but also, of course, their Athenaeum and the real need at the moment to ensure that their collection is preserved, not just the ghost signs in their town, which I'm sure they're very aware of, you know, that contributes to their tourism prospects, but of course, you know, that historical aspect that is part of this fundraising campaign. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I um I went up to Chilton uh, late last year. I was actually invited up by the Shire Council to come up and just document their signs. I think as part of a kind of a way to position Chilton as kind of a destination, uh, you know, for tourism and and stuff. So um, I was not paid, by the way. That was it was a kind of a you know they they put me up in a, a lovely little like bed and breakfast. And, uh, you know, I stayed there and, um, you know, just basically they just said, Hey, go document the town. And if you could post, you know, about it, that'd be great. Mm. Um, and I had no idea what to expect. I hadn't been up there and I went up there and I honestly kind of fell in love with the town. It's, um, it's, a uh, it's, it's very small. Um, and it's, it's kind of between some larger, um, uh, some larger towns and everything, but, um, it has retained, uh, it's kind of gold rush feel while still having this kind of, you know, modern sensibility. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of really amazing artists that live there. And, um, you know, you, you see, you see tours kind of walking around, going to these places and, and little boutiques and stuff that they have open. And, um, so I became friends with, uh, Matt and Emma who run the, uh, the post office there, which is like the, so it's like the actual old post office that was built in like the 1870s and, uh, you know, they're still running it, you know, so you kind of, you go into this kind of grand, you know, amazing brick structure, uh, that they live and work in. And, um, so we kind of became friends and, um, yeah, you know, um, Matt had posted, uh, I think on Instagram, he had said something about like, yeah, the Athenaeum, uh, needing help. Um, cause when I had been up there, it was, um, they had started doing some kind of renovations on it, but it was still looking pr- pretty good. But apparently, um, the further in they got, the more they realized they needed, you know, uh, you know, more money to kind of get this this building where it needed to be. So, um, yeah, I basically, you know, messaged Matt and said, "Hey, how can I help? You know, like I actually love Chilton. It is, it is. I, I you know, I kind of put this on my my Instagram, but um, it really, there is really no other uh, place like it. Um, I think so." Um, yeah, you know, we kind of put our heads together and said, yeah, how can we, how can we, you know, try to raise funds and, you know, you know, entice people. So, 
Uh, Matt did a really uh, great job of kind of gathering people around the area to, you know, donate, you know, stays at some of these just um, incredible, incredible buildings that have been refurbished. You can kind of go up there. So I was kind of like, you know, if people get a chance, if they have the chance to, you know, get, um, you know, to win like a weekend, you know, at stays at one of some of these places, they can kind of, you know, discover Chilton and Chilton is, it's, it's quiet and sleepy enough that you can kind of get away from the city, but it's also close enough to places like, you know, Beechworth or Albury that you can kind of you know, do, do day trips and kind of keep Chilton as your home base. So, yeah, and then I kind of partnered up with um, some other people that I'm uh, friends with, you know, through my, my Instagram, Instagram account. Uh, my friend Mark at Historic Prince is donating um, some, some uh, uh, items to that. I'm going to produce some T-shirts, uh, literally T as in T-E-A, T-shirts oh, nice. over T on them. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, the thing is, um, yeah, I think a lot of people probably, yeah, like, like yourself, they haven't been to Chilton. They probably don't give it a second thought. Um, but, uh, you know, the history of Chilton, uh, you know, there's been, you know, the, the Kelly gang, Dan Kelly uh, was up in their uh, courthouse before. So there's kind of that historical aspect. Uh, Disney shot a film there in the 1960s. So there's, you know, some film history there. It's just, it's just a great town, but, um, yeah, their, their Athenaeum is in, in desperate need of a, uh, climate control system. And because they have, they've kept so much incredible stuff, you know, that, that stuff needs a, um, you know, a place where it's going to kind of last so people can visit it and everything. So yeah, just, just, um, trying to help preserve, uh, you know, the history of Victoria, which again is the history of, of Melbourne, which is mm. the history of Australia. Exactly. Yeah. And as the um, Give Now page points out, there are a whole range of notable residents like Sir John McEwen, the 18th Prime Minister of Australia, Alfred William Eustace, an artist from the 1850s. There's a whole range of people, including I was really interested, Henry Handel Richardson, who was born as Ethel Florence Richardson, an author. So, you know, there's like the the kind of well-known figures, but of course the beauty of local history is that there are all those lesser known figures who have just equally as interesting stories, which is why all of these records need to be protected. So historians and interested parties will always be able to go there to, to access that range of information. And I know that that raffle component is important for some people who will really want to have a chance to win a weekend away. It's about three hours away from Brunswick East. I just put into Google Maps for anyone who lives near Triple R. <laughs> and if you donate or put forward $15 or more, you go in the running for the raffle. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, aside from places to stay, there's also um, we, uh, we've worked with the National Trust to give some um, some personalised tours of Ethel Richardson's, um, you know, the house that she lived in. Um, and, you know, I, one small, small bit of trivia over that. Every year, the town in January throws a birthday party for the author, which is incredible. Oh, like, wow. the, the, there's so many little small town, um, you know, these little events and stuff that mm. they put on. Um, so, and it's at the house, which is, which is a really beautiful, beautiful house um, that you can get a tour of. But, yeah, the National Trust... Um, you can get a tour of the house. You can get a tour of um, the old printing press where their newspaper was produced from the 1860s on. And um, the one one uh, thing that people should really be interested in is you know, Dow Pharmacy is this 
this this pharmacy that was founded, and that's actually where um, Prime Minister McEwen, uh, his his father was uh, moved to that town as the as a chemist there. So you know, this place is basically stuck in time. It looks you step into this place, and I can't even no no amount of words can describe or, or you know capture what you know, you walk into this place, and it is literally like stepping in a time machine back to you know 1920 at the latest. It mm. is just incredibly well-preserved with everything that was in there uh, by the time it closed up shop and everything. But yeah, you can get a personal tour of that as well. So there's a lot of really great, you know, things you can, you can jump into uh, for the raffle, but you know, ultimately, yeah, it's really about kind of helping to preserve the history. I think, you know, with my Instagram account, you know, it's very easy to scroll through and, and, you know, I put a lot of work into it. I'm always appreciative that people like and comment, but you know, this is kind of a chance for people to, chip in some money and, um, you know, kind of help preserve it. Um, and I realize that times are tough. Um, you know, $15 might not seem, uh, like a lot to some, and it might seem like a lot to others. And I totally understand. Uh, I'm actually currently unemployed, uh, and looking for full-time work. So if anyone out there is looking for a wordsmith, let me know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I just think $15, it's a, it's just a few, you know, it's a couple of cups of coffee, uh, to go without, you know, and you get to help preserve, you know, it's part of history. And they can go to givenow.com.au forward slash Chilton Athenaeum. I've also got the link up on the Uncommon Sense page on Triple R and I'll put it on our social media as well. It's also at Melbourne Ghost Signs on your social media, Sean. And when do people have until to participate? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of weeks left. Uh, you know, I don't have the actual uh, date in front of me, um, but uh, yeah, we've got we've got a couple of weeks left to kind of um, you know pitch in and 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 do this uh, raffle. So um, you know, uh, the sooner the better. And um, you know, like I said, there's there's a lot of great there's a lot of great prizes uh, to be won, and uh, a lot of appreciation from uh, myself and and the citizens of Chilton. Well, I appreciate your time today and your advocacy on behalf of Chilton. And I hope that people check out Melbourne Ghost Signs on Instagram as well. And we'll put all the links up there. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. And I can't wait to see your book when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. It should be out um, sometime mid next year. Uh, I'm super excited for people to have like, you know, an actual tactile documentation Mm. of some of these signs. Oh, it's really exciting. I've just been chatting with Sean Reynolds from Melbourne Ghost Signs and we've just been talking about his account and the Chilton Athenaeum Museum fundraising campaign. I'll put all the links, as I said, up to it. I'm Amy Mullins and you've been listening to the Uncommon Sense podcast. Uncommon Sense is a radio show broadcast on 3RRR FM in Melbourne every Tuesday between 9am and 12pm.